Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Yesterday, I was talking with best-selling author Daniel Pink, author of seven great books, and he shared his new book, The Power of Regrets. And one of the key regrets for investors is not starting earlier and not investing in stocks, you know, sooner in, in their lives, right? Our next guest is no stranger to investing early. In fact, he was six years old when he started to get interested in finance and seven when he started investing in the stock market for real with actual money. Money. Unlike many other children, he stopped having birthday parties when he turned seven, convinced his parents to use the money in different ways. And yes, that includes investing in the stock market on his behalf. At eight years old, Rishi and his parents decided it was time to start his YouTube channel. It's called Easy Peasy Finance. He's also got a website, www.easypeasyfinance.com, to share his passion with the world. And by the way, Easy Peasy Finance has won the 2021 Plutus Award for the best financial literacy content for children. Rishi joins us live from New Jersey. Good morning, Rishi Vamdat. Hi, good evening, Michelle. Thank you so much for the introduction. You're most welcome. So it's evening over in New Jersey, morning here in Singapore. He's the founder of Easy Peasy Finance. Rishi, how did you get started investing at age seven? So at age six, I started getting interested in finance in general. And as I was learning more about finance and getting more interested in it, one of the things that I was learning about was investing and especially the power of compounding. And so I was really fascinated with how if you invest money, then it can start to grow. And learning about how it could start growing and go into so much more in the future was really interesting for me. So after I learned about finance and got interested, when I was seven, I decided to actually start investing for my retirement because I knew the importance of it and how much the money could grow. I'm glad, I'm glad you were thinking about retirement from the age seven, Rishi. Have your parents always talked to you about money concepts? My parents, I mean, yeah, since I was, uh, since even before I was six, my parents, they have involved me in day-to-day financial activities, different things related to money. Absolutely fantastic. Now, you're going to show us what's in your portfolio and talk us through it in a while. But first up, I understand you told your parents at one point, don't spend on birthday parties for me. Why is that? Well, before, so starting from my seventh birthday, I told them not to have birthday parties. And what happened was before that, for my sixth birthday and before, I didn't realize how expensive birthday parties were. And so I didn't realize that how much money was going to them. So once I realized the cost, I was thinking to myself, it isn't worth all this money and I could get more value by doing something else with it. And so I told my parents to not have birthday parties. And instead, what I did was I used half of the money that I would have spent on a birthday party to buy things for me like toys and things like that so instead of other people buying things for me and I hope that they're good I can actually like use the money to buy something I know I'll like which is better for me actually even than having a birthday party and using the other half of the money I can invest that for my retirement and it'll grow into a lot more money and so it's really a win-win situation because I'll be able to have things and also be happy on my birthday because I'm getting stuff that I'm buying And I'll also have more money invested for my retirement. Oh, my goodness. What a call. And did your parents say okay when you first asked them to do that? Yeah, they said okay. Actually, they thought like... 
yeah, they thought that it might not work out and that I might actually want to have birthday parties later on. But I held on to my opinion that I shouldn't. And I've never had a birthday party since I was seven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a lot of. But you do blow out candles on a cake with your parents. Yeah, I do, okay, like, okay. I do celebrate my birthday. Okay, right. Just not, not the big party, party with your friends. Okay. Got yeah. It. Got it. Got it. Now, okay. We're very interested to hear this, Rishi, all of us here in the studio. Will you let us into your investment portfolio? So when I started investing, when I was seven years old, I was uh, investing in this individual stocks. And so that, that was the first investment. And that's good. But as I kept on learning more about finance and getting more interested and also in investing, getting more interested, mm-hmm. I changed my investment strategy. And now I invest only in an S&P 500 based index fund. And that's, I also recommend that on Easy Peasy Finance to other people, especially beginner investors, as the best way to start investing because it's there's a lot of things that it does for you and you will have to do a lot less work on your own because of that investment. So for example, since it tracks 500 different stocks, you don't have to worry about diversifying within different sectors and different things like that because it takes care of all the diversification for you and invest in the broad market. And so instead of having to manage diversification and do all those things, you can just focus on investing the money and letting the index fund do the work for you. And also... Since I can just invest in the index fund, especially since when I started investing in now, I don't have like a ton of money that I have to invest. So instead of buying 500 different stocks, which would cost a lot of money, instead I can just invest in this index fund, which costs a lot less and still get the same level of diversification. How do you feel when the S&P 500 falls? Well, actually, when the S&P 500 falls, I usually don't even know because I don't look at like the daily market fluctuations or things like that because I'm investing for my retirement. And to me, it doesn't really matter to me what it does day to day in the fluctuations. But even if it does go down, instead of like feeling upset that my investments have gone down in value, I instead like I'm actually happy about it if it goes down in value because I follow an investment strategy called dollar cost averaging, where I invest a certain amount of money every month, no matter what the market does. And so what happens since I'm using dollar cost averaging, I'll just be able to buy more shares of my index fund if the S&P 500 goes down. And so it's like getting it at a discount, which is actually a good thing. So even if the market goes down, I'll still be happy. And who pays for the fees for your investments? Well, I mean, all the investments, the fees, everything included, that's all from my allowance and from like half of my birthday money and any other gifts that I get, I'll put that for my investment, which also covers the fees and things like that. So how much of an allowance do you get every week and how much of that goes towards investing in the S&P 500? So right now I get $12 a week, which is my age. And all I invest all of that into the S&P 500 index fund. And since I was seven, I've been investing my entire allowance because I know just how important it is to invest. And so instead of using it to buy something now, I know that I'll be able to get a lot more down the line in my retirement with the same money. So instead of choosing to spend it now, I instead invest it because I know how much it can grow into. All right. Now, what do you think are some key principles for young investors? I know on your website, you talk about diversification and you just mentioned dollar cost averaging. What do you think is important principles that you want young investors listening in to hear about? 
So especially for young investors, I'd say probably the most important principle is the importance of starting early in your investment journey. I think you also talked about that earlier, but just like an example of how important it is to start early, especially if someone's young and they know about investing and the importance, they shouldn't wait. And because a lot of people wait until they have more money or they think that they'll have more expertise, but it's important to just start investing money. So like to give you an example of how much it helps, if someone starts investing a hundred a month from the time they're 20 until the time they're 60, they'll have $700,000 that they can use when they're 60. But if they don't start investing early and they wait till they have more knowledge, they have more money, whatever it is, and they start investing at age 40, even if it's the same monthly contribution, they'll only have $70,000, which is a lot less. And so that just illustrates the importance of investing starting at an early age. And in addition to investing early, another thing that people should do is, especially young investors, is to invest for the long term. Mm -hmm. And so it might be easy to get tempted into investing, like day trading, speculative investing, doing those things. But it's important to stay focused and only invest for the long term, because that's really where you can take advantage of compounding, which is the main thing that especially young investors, but all investors in general should take advantage of because time is your best friend and so if you don't if you do use buy and hold investing and just keep investing for the long term instead of trying to do day trading or speculative investing that'll really lead to a much better returns because of compounding and in addition another thing that really all investors should be doing is to not fall for trends, especially like beginner investors. They might like think that it's a good idea to do invest in meme stocks, hot stocks, best stocks for 2022, all these different things that are trending. But really like, like in the last tip as well, it's important to just stay focused and to not get swayed by what people are saying now, because over the long term, broad based index funds are the best investment. And so it's important to just stick with those and to take advantage of compounding. So a lot of investing uh, is complex. How do you simplify financial concepts? How do you do it for your audience, Rishi? So through Easy Peasy Finance, like a lot of the resources out there for investing, even if they like, cover good information, a lot of times they're not like the most fun and engaging. And so what Easy Peasy Finance does is on, on my YouTube channel, Easy Peasy Finance, I try to like do different things to make finance fun and engaging and easy for beginners to understand. So there's a lot of ways I do this. Mm -hmm. So one thing on Easy Peasy Finance, all the videos are animated and they have a lot of images and visuals to really help to illustrate the point and to help make finance fun because that's an important part of it, making sure people are entertained and having a good time while understanding. And in addition to having the animation and visuals, also I have a two lovable characters and a question and answer format where one asks the questions and one answer the questions. Oh. And so all of this comes together and that, that also helps because it helps people retain the information better because it's simple to understand. Instead of just me like just talking about something, if it's in a question and answer format, it's nice sections and easier for people to understand and retain the information and uh, plus mm -hmm. all the videos on easy peasy finance they're also like short because i like there might be a good explanation but uh, by someone else but i feel like if it's 10 minutes long or 20 minutes long that won't be as useful as something that's two or three minutes long and that's yep. another thing that easy peasy finance does by making the video short that's also better because people can get the information quickly and they won't lose attention and in addition like for the script the script is concise and short but i also try to use like simple vocabulary Who writes and the not script, 
so for the script, I write the, I do all the research and write the first draft. Really? Then wow. uh, my parents, they fact check it. Mm-hmm. And then that's the final script, which then goes into the process for making the video. Oh, okay. So your parents work on it too. Are they getting paid for their work? I mean, not right now, but <laughs> but like down the line, like if there's more things that earn money, then I guess, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, not great. Right now. Well, I like to have fun on this show as well. It's called Money and Me, and we are dedicated to financial literacy. And I want to start with a quiz on markets for you. Are you game to play along? Sure. All right, let's go. What is a dividend yield, Rishi? So a dividend yield is for stocks, like how it's another way for people to profit. So one way for people to profit from stocks is by the stock price going up. Mm-hmm. But another way is like is, is through the dividend yield. So it's a percent of the amount that people invest in stocks that they'll get typically every year for investing in it. And that's, that's another way that people can make money from stocks. And some stocks also like they're specifically focused on the dividend yield mm-hmm. and they have a high dividend. So so people can earn money through that as well as through the stock price going up. Rishi, what is the best way to save? So for saving, there is this uh, type of saving called pay yourself first, where people save money. So a lot of times what happens is people spend money and then save any money that might be left over. But a lot of times what happens is they spend all the money and there's not enough left over to save and invest. So a great way to, to counteract this is by paying yourself first. So what that means is before you have a chance to spend the money and before it goes into your checking account or whatever it is, just to save that money and invest the money and take it out before you have a chance to spend it. And so that way, automatically, every month, you cannot spend the money and it automatically goes into saving or investing. And that really helps because it's a great way for people to save and not like and be able to achieve their goals because it, they're already saving before they have a chance to spend. So there's no possibility of them not having enough to save. He's a 12-year-old giving us money tips this morning and tips on investing. <laughs> He's the founder of Easy Peasy Finance, Rishi Vamdat, joining me live. Rishi, what do you think is the right number of credit cards to have? What's the right number for you? I know you're 12. You probably don't have a credit card now. Am I right? I don't have a credit card. All right. So what right. do you think will be the ideal number for you when you grow up? So it really depends on different factors. Like I also have a video about this on Easy Peasy Finance about like the amount of credit cards to have. Basically, it it depends on who you are. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'd say like I shouldn't have too few credit cards because sometimes it could be useful to have credit cards. And so I hope that like when I grow up, I'll be like I'll be able to pay my balance in full and I'll do all these things because I'm knowledgeable about finance. And so I feel like having around three credit cards would be a good amount because I don't want to have too many because that'll overcomplicate everything. But two few might also be an inconvenience. So I'd say for me in the future right now, I think three or four credit cards would be good, but let's see. Rishi, what are some of the biggest market myths to avoid? So I'd say right now, like in the world of finance, uh, the biggest myths to avoid are about like that it's a good idea for beginners to invest in cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Mm. So what's happening, at least that's like a new trend that's happening about cryptocurrency and NFT investment. And what happens is cryptocurrencies and NFTs, they're both very volatile investments and the prices can change very quickly. And so especially for beginner investors, it's usually not the best way to invest because it's very easy to lose a lot of money through those. 
And it's always better for beginner investors to just invest in a broad-based index fund for their retirement and take advantage of the power of compounding rather than doing this. So if someone has a lot of money and they have the appetite to absorb the risk that comes from cryptocurrencies and NFTs, then it's okay for them to invest in it. But for beginner investors who just want to get a good return for investing for their retirement, Mm -hmm. it's better to just use a broad-based index fund and buy and hold investing rather than these riskier investments where there's a high probability of making a loss. So you started getting interested in finance at age six, start investing in the stock market age seven. Rishi, how did your parents, do you think, uh, inculcate this love for understanding money? What did they do right? So what they did at the beginning, even before I was six, what they did for like getting me interested in finance mm-hmm. is involving me in day-to-day activities that relate to finance. So when I was young, it was really simple things like, for example, going to a, like letting me swipe the credit card at a cashier and all those little things mm-hmm. that relate to finance. Mm-hmm. And those things kind of helped me get a little interested to start with. And my interest in finance, it wasn't like forced by my parents or anything. I just happened to read a book about finance that was just lying around. So it wasn't like they were like trying to teach me finance Ah. when I learned about it. But there's a lot of there are some things that they do. And also that other parents can do like teaching them teaching like involving in day to day activities related to finance and other things that my parents did to kind of get me interested in finance. Absolutely wonderful. Well, Rishi, I hope you've inspired other 12 year olds to get started in the stock market or maybe seven year olds even. It's been a pleasure meeting (laughs) you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's been really nice to be here as well. Rishi Vamdat is the founder of Easy Peasy Finance. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.